Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you so much for joining me here on the show on another week. And uh, we're going into summer here, so, you know, it's getting warm. Uh, it's getting busy because kids are getting out of school, but, you know, are you entrepreneurs who were taking advantage of that time at the house without kids? You know, I know you can figure out how to get it done with them there. So anyway, um, not everybody faces that struggle, but you know, it is a struggle that's coming up soon. I, I understand that. So hopefully you're able to, you know, kind of figure out a time arrangement to get your stuff done. And, uh, and kudos to all of you who were, who were you know, g- getting your businesses started and going. And I'm hoping that this show is, is somewhat being of help. That's the goal of the show. And, uh, and yeah, or at least just entertaining if you just like to hear people talk about business. So um, this week, the show is very interesting. We have Miss uh, Sydney Seymour from Bombshell Movement Studios. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they're about right now. You'll hear that in the interview, but very interesting story. It was hilarious. I laughed my head off. Uh, probably more than I normally do in an interview. And so, Sydney, I really, really appreciate you uh, sharing your story for sure. And I hope that you all uh, get something from this interview. And before we jump into it, though, I do want to thank Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. We just did our giveaway last week. Uh, Nick Celestine, Celestine, not sure how you say your name, brother, but uh, he won. Uh, he picked out a, a Stay Strong t-shirt. And so, yeah, that should be on the way out to you ASAP. And I thank everybody who uh, who participated in it. And, you know, it really does help whenever you share the shows that you enjoy. Or if you just let me know uh, what shows you enjoy and what's good about them, what can be improved, anything like that. I want to better the quality of the show. That way it helps you out better, or at least it's more entertaining or something, uh, you know, whatever. So, um, so yeah, make sure you check out TrueStrengthApparel.com because we will have another giveaway coming up soon, just to let you know. So if you didn't win this time, you definitely have a time to win coming up shortly. And I also want to thank WordPress Stan. Um, if you're trying to get a website up and going, you definitely uh, want to maximize the, the originality of the website. And, uh, and WordPress is a great, way to, great free way to start up a website. So uh, WordPress Stan can get you started and help you in that endeavor because it's a whole other endeavor from just starting a business. So make sure you hit him up at WPStan.com. And I had both of the gentlemen on this show. So you can go check out the interviews as well that I did with Aaron Simpkins and WordPress Stan. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, thank y'all for being patrons for the show. And yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview now with Miss Sydney Seymour from uh, Bombshell Movement Studios. All righty, welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. We're here with another interview. And this week, a uh, lady I just met, uh, shout out to LaVoisier Cornerstone for linking us up. And uh, her name is uh, Sydney Seymour. And she has a lot of different businesses going on. It's not just one. And, uh, and I'm sure she'll briefly talk about all of them. But the main business that she does have is Bombshell Movement Studio. And uh, this is interesting because uh, one is not music, which, you know, I love getting people on the show that is not in music. It just opens up the spectrum for more listeners. And, uh, and this particular is a little bit different from a typical what you might call a Christian business. So, uh, so I, I can't wait for you to be able to share your story. But before we get into all that, how are you doing? I'm doing real well, Jason. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. 
I am excited to share. I'm excited to get to know you and your family better too. So, but thank you. I can't thank you enough for having me on the show. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this with all that you have going on. I know you're going to get into it, but you know, time is valuable. And uh, so I want to make the best of every single minute possible. And, uh, but before we get into, you know, what you got going on, I'd love for the, the audience to get to know you a little bit better, kind of what kind of drove you into the position of wanting to start a business and, and getting started in your entrepreneurial endeavors. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Sydney Seymour and I'm here in Chicago. I live on the South side of Chicago and actually my primary business is located in my neighborhood. Um, so as you said, Bombshell Movement Studio, it is a sensual movement studio that is designed to help women take the first step in reclaiming their power through dance. Okay. I also run a consulting business to help other women start similar studios that I call Side Hustle Boss. So those are the primary two revenue generating businesses, but I've got some other stuff that isn't really making any money yet. So I don't think they count, Jason. <laughs> they count. They Trust me. <laughs> Uh, this show doesn't make me money, but I, well, I don't know. I don't call it a business, but uh-huh. <laughs> I count it. I count it in my resume. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, I've been running my physical studio for 10 years. We celebrated our 10 year anniversary this year. Bless God for that. Um, but I've been in this industry for about 13 years. And so I've been doing this for a while. I actually have been an entrepreneur since I was seven, though. You know, I've always been the girl who knew how to sell. I've always been the girl who needed money, too. because. Uh, <laughs> well, you my... typically learn how to sell when you need money, so that's good. <laughs> that's well, right. It's not Especially good that you need money, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She had six kids. I'm the oldest of six. And my dad a blue collar worker, works a couple of different jobs that sometimes I think at one point my dad had three jobs. So uh, to take care of our growing family. And, but one thing that my father taught me is that if you wanted something, you were gonna have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And so even as a little girl, he encouraged me to work for things. And so when I was six, I was taking little pages out of magazines and selling the pictures. So like <laughs> Belle DeVoe, little, little, oh my gosh, I love Bobby Brown. Wow. Yeah. Selling them to who? I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it to my neighbor. Cause you, do you remember Jason? How old are you, Jason? I'm 28. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Of course you don't remember this, Jason. <laughs> I'm 45. We used to have like these mural of pictures on the wall. Of everybody you love, Jason. Oh my goodness, new edition. <laughs> I've had Bobby some of that Brown. stuff, but yeah, yeah. So those pictures were like gold, man. If you got a magazine that cost maybe a buck fifty back then, right on magazine, you tear that out and you sold it for a quarter. There you go. It was that was the hustle, Jason. That was the hustle. <laughs> that's hustle. That's that's a new way of thinking about it for sure. That's awesome. So candy. I saw all types of stuff when I was little. So I always tell people, yeah, I've been hustling since I was six. So, <laughs> um, but I started my very first established business when I was 22. And um, I've had quite a few failed businesses, <laughs> but this has been the one that's done very well for us. 
down right. there. And that, that's the that's the movement studio? Yeah. Yeah. Bless God for that. Awesome. So, so what were some of the, you know, what got you involved in, in doing a, a movement studio? And if you want to talk about what a movement studio is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. First of all, you your audience can't see me, but I'm very light and fluffy. Um, I was fluffier before I got into this movement studio. Uh, now we could let the audience see. We could put this on video. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that to you. I won't do it to you. <laughs> but so my mom is also obese, you know, and um, so I come from a, a family of overweight women. And with obesity comes a litany of health issues. And that's just the fact of it. And we got to get more serious about our health. And about 12 years ago, my mom went in for a routine procedure, but because of the, her obesity, there's complications that come along with that. Mm. Okay. So something that could be very simple, a very simple procedure becomes a life-threatening procedure when you're obese. And that's what happened with my mom. So we almost lost our mother, um, because of the ramifications of not taking care of your health. Right. Right. And so it made me start thinking about my own health and me getting moving. And at that time, I was about 60 pounds heavier than I am now. So just morbidly obese is just the truth. And I was sitting at home watching Oprah because <laughs> that's what you do. Very inspirational. Sitting at home and you're watching Oprah. So this was back when Oprah had her show. So that was almost 14 years ago, 14, 15 mm. And she had this show on. Are you ready? This is a Christian podcast, but I got to tell you what the name of the show was. It was called Release Your Inner Sex Pot. <laughs> OMG. I was like, what is this talking about? So she had all these different, you know, Oprah. So she had all these different therapists on there. She had that woman from Sex in the City, Kim Cottrell or whatever her name is. Right. But she also had this lady named Sheila Kelly who um, brought a poll on to the stage. And she was talking about all of the fitness benefits from it, how you could get in touch with your sexy side with it. And I was sitting at home with a bag of Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you know, my mom is on the other side of this thing, praise (laughs) God. I said I was going to lose some weight. I should really put down these Doritos and maybe pick up a pole. Maybe, let me see how this thing's going to work out for me. So my husband came home that day. I had TiVo the episode. So now you know how old this really is. Because I had a TiVo, right? Did you show him the episode? Yes, I TiVo'd it. <laughs> he came home and I was like, hun, let me show you this. And he saw Oprah. He's like, I ain't got time for no Oprah. You ready to show me. I'm like, dude, look, this is serious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to lose some weight. So he sits down and he starts watching her. And the, when she pulled out that pole, Did he his get confused? Eyes, oh my goodness. His eyes got as big as 50 cent pieces. He was like, wow. I know we got student loans, but what are you trying to do here? Because this ain't going to fly. So long story short, we talked about it. It was a fitness craze. It was out in LA. I did some more research on it started doing it in my home, saw benefits from it, and it kind of took off from there. Okay. So you did it from home by yourself. Yep. And then you saw the results? Yep. I lost about 32 pounds, like, oh, wow. in four months. 
Like, so this is a girl and didn't really change my eating habits. But when you're morbidly obese, any anytime you introduce any physical activity, mm-hmm. your body's going to respond pretty quickly. Right. I'm like, now, though, I've plateaued because my body's like, oh, we're going up a pole. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I know exactly how much energy I need to expend to do that thing. Right. So, but then I went from doing nothing to a very rigorous physical activity. So, yeah, I th- lost about 34 pounds in four months. And so I was like, I'm on to something here. And so um, a little bit about me. I was also working full time for a mega church um, as as a youth programming director. So <laughs> you didn't show the young girls the poll, did you? Oh my gosh, okay. no. <laughs> I didn't want parents worried that when I blessed their children they were gonna get a lap dance anointing. <laughs> I had to keep it very, very low key. And so, but my pastor, so here's the part of the book that I'm writing, because this is a true story. So if you ever see the book, your sister sees this book, this part is real. So as I saw the opportunity for it, because as women in my circle saw me starting to lose weight, what are you doing? Right. I'm like, sis, you're not going to believe this. We'll talk about it at lunch outside. Yeah, <laughs> come on over. I'm going to show you what I'm doing. So it was me and a group of my girlfriends started doing it as well. So long story short, I saw the business potential for it because I'm a hustler. Right. I was like, okay, wait a minute. If these girls are coming over here to check this out, I can start charging these girls <laughs> to do this as opposed to having people just come and swing around and pole for fun. And right, I yeah. like, so I was like, okay. But I was worried about would this compromise my testimony? And because I was a full-time employee of the church, a very large church, I was very concerned about my witness. Right. Um, so I was praying about it. I hadn't told any of the church staff what I was doing or what I was thinking about doing. I was praying about it truthfully. Like, Lord, is this something you want me to do? I wasn't getting any confirmation in my spirit at all. So I continued to pray. Well, one Sunday we come to church. Now you got to keep in mind our sanctuary is about 2000, um, seat sanctuary without the overflow room, a big place. A lot of kids. And our pastor stands up. My pastor at that time, I'm no longer at that church, but my pastor at that time stands up and he's like, I need all the kids to get up and go to children's church. And I was like, that's kind of ridiculous. Why is he sending everybody to children's church? Like, what's going on here? So that was the thing. They all transitioned out. And it was because he wanted to talk about sex. Okay. And so he had all the kids leave. And he's like, we need to start talking about sex in the church context, the proper biblical context of sex. And he was like, because number one, the single brothers who I'm running into in the barbershop thinking getting married is the end of sex for them. (laughs) (laughs) going to kill everything in their lives. He was like, so we're telling and encouraging young people to wait and and that is going to be glorious. But then you got old men in the barbershop talking about how they're not getting any. Like, (laughs) to a struggling young man, that's yeah. a very conflicting message. <laughs> like, it really is. What? It really is. <laughs> so that's how he set it up. He was like, we got to give singles something to look forward to, y'all. And so he started winning, and he went into it biblically, of course. But, you know, you know how black preachers are. They always got a joke. <laughs> yeah. They always got something that they're going to signify with. It's a part of our oratory tradition, Jason. It's part of our lineage of preaching. You got to signify. I feel so, you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> 
So he says at some point, look, ladies, if you got to get a pole in your bedroom, I was like, hallelujah. Oh, he just I marketed it for you right know. there. And he had no idea? No clue. No wow. clue. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so I'm standing up. I'm shouting. <laughs> turned around in circles. Because that was it. That was my answer, Jason. Did you, did you pass out business cards at that no, moment? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. So, he told you. He told you. Right here. Holy Spirit is moving right now. Right now. Right now. So go and move to your pocketbook and buy this $100 poll. So, but that truly was confirmation for me. Real talk. So, because it was so random, my pastor at that time was a somewhat conservative dude. Right. And so for him just to pull that out of the air, to me, I was like, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, bro. Right, right. <laughs> and so... <laughs> At that point, I actually used that as an opportunity to speak to my pastor about what it was that I was going to do. He encouraged me, number one, um, to be worried about the appearance of evil. So he's like, you need to be very cautious about how you market it. Um, You need to be very cautious about who you market it to. And, you know, just use some discernment and make sure that what you do and how you present yourself honors God. He was right. like, and you let the chips fall where they may. He was like, and if it's not something that God doesn't, if God doesn't want you to be involved in it, he's going to let that be known. He's like, so you have to stay sensitive. You have to stay prayerful about it. And if God says shift, you better shift. And that was really his thing. <laughs> there was no other conversation about it. And so that's, that's how I got started. That's how I got started. And so I moved from my home to taking it, taking my show on the road, um, very popular with bachelorette parties. Girls trying to figure out what's something to do, but they didn't want to bar hop. Oh, we can bring this right, lady right. at a pole. We'll have a great time. Yeah. So were and you so already I, charging? Were you charging in your home before you? No, okay, no, okay. no. But I was praying about it because right. I immediately, once these girls were interested in it and they were coming to my home, immediately my hustler brain went off. And I'm like, I could charge these girls, but I didn't want to do it until... I had some peace in my spirit about going forward with it. Gotcha. And so quickly thereafter, yeah, I started charging. <laughs> <laughs> and then I took the show on the road. We did home parties for about a year and a half. And then we opened a physical space. So what was it like transitioning from like going into that physical space? Oh, I mean, cause I could imagine it's a little more difficult to get people to come to you than to you go to them. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, just the overhead of having a brick and mortar now, yeah. right? Um, everything I had done, every business up until that point had been very low overhead. Uh, so going, and that's, this is the thing that I always tell people, and I didn't have the money saved up. I didn't have, you know, six months of income in the bank. My husband had an okay job, but, you know, nothing to write home about. You know, he makes an okay living, but... We're not rich at all. We live in the hood, Jason. Like, so <laughs> it's not, I didn't have what people would advise you to have right. in terms of cushion to go into this. And I severely, that was my biggest mistake. I made two mistakes. Um, first of all, location, location, location. That's a real deal. I went to an impoverished area and opened my first location. That wasn't wise, but it was where I felt like I could afford the rent. Right. right, right. So that but was the first 
day. But your customers, did they not feel comfortable going to an impoverished area? Was um, that the issue? I just think, yeah, yeah. We opened up in a, a suburb, an impoverished suburb, but there were affluent suburbs around it. So, you know, one block was Joliet, the next block was Shorewood, and the income almost doubled <laughs> in that. So I was like, oh, they'll come into that area. No, that didn't work out, right? So that was big. That was big. My first two years of business, I thought I was going to go out of business. If it wasn't for the grace of God, it was like, seriously, there was times, Jason, where lights got cut off, gas got cut off. I'm like, seriously, we had some real hardship because I didn't know anything about pricing. You know, I priced too low. I just did a whole bunch of random stuff. Um, and just not business is very different than having a side hustle. Right. Right. A side hustle. I coach women now and I'm saying that's something where you keep your overhead low, your profit high. That's, and you can do that with a side hustle, whether that's you selling cookies, you selling t-shirts that you make, you can keep, you can maintain that. But when you go into owning a business, something that you're hoping to sell one day, something that will have value outside of you. There's a lot more that goes into that. So I would say everybody needs a side hustle, but not everybody's called to be an entrepreneur. And we need to know the difference. And I didn't know the difference when I first started because I had made money before. I thought this would be the same thing and it wasn't. So it was a huge transition, number one, in terms of learning how to budget, understanding how to market. You know, when you're a hustler, you think you could just speak your way through things. Right. But you don't you don't understand that you got to have people to speak to. Right. You got to get enough people to come through the door. I can sell them when they get here, but I got to get them in the door. So I had to learn marketing and I had to learn marketing fast. Yeah. So the turning point for our business, real talk, was literally my lights got cut off and our gas got cut off like in three days of each other. Wow. And I was extremely embarrassed. I didn't want to tell my husband that I was behind. Because he he had he has the stress of our household, right? Okay, and so I only have one child, but my husband carries our household, and so I didn't want to bring the pressures of my business into our household. So I hadn't told him anything about it. Well, when your lights and your gas get cut off, yeah, <laughs> you got to say something at that point. <laughs> typically, that's when you reach into your personal finances and and come out of pocket yeah 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 and um keep in mind i was already doing that i had a job right remember i was working at the church but you don't make a lot of money working at church okay even a mega church and so but so i was already pushing money into that yeah and then i had some other stuff going on it was just crazy and so i remember sitting in the floor of my studio in my dark now cold studio Saying, Lord, you know, really, I'm going to need you to give me the strength, number one, to tell my husband. Right. But, Lord, I need you to help me. I need to know what I need to do differently. And, obviously, my husband gave me the money to get the, <laughs> the lights and the gas turned back on. But he was like, what are you going to do differently? Do you need to close this? What are you going to do? And at that night, literally, I, I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. And I tripled my prices. Wow. Did you feel nervous about doing it or did you feel at ease no, about it? I had the, I had the confidence of God when I did nice. that. 
I typically peace. I've actually heard uh, some people triple, but usually I hear double your prices. Yeah, I triple. That's typically what I hear. So you triple them. So I stepped out on faith, Jason. <laughs> if you don't mind sharing, what 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 was the price, and then what did it go to? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm almost embarrassed, Jason, to even say. <laughs> was it that low? Charging. Oh my gosh, I was charging thirty nine dollars a month. So in my mind, I was competing with like the Planet Fitnesses before they existed. Right. Right. Kind of that low gym membership type price, right? But here was the part I didn't understand, Jason, is that gyms are going to make up for that low margin by the volume of people they have. Right. So a gym can afford to charge $39 a month when they have 5,000 members. True. You've got 10, Sydney. <laughs> what do you think? That's a big difference. It is. What are you thinking? But I wasn't thinking. Now, I what was, was your hours and stuff like? I mean, because you, you said you were still working at the church. Yeah. Evening only. To this day, we're evening only, by the way. To this day. Right. I am open. Um, like That's why I'm sitting at home on the phone with you. Like <laughs> <laughs> We're open in the evening from 6 until 9.30. Okay. <clears throat> and, we're, and we work Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And so, but this is an evening, weekend, presence type business. So, um, I was charging $39 a month. I woke up. And my prices went to one fifty, I think it was. Yeah, one fifty a month. Did you lose a lot of people or did they stay? Sure did, but what did it matter? My gas and lights were off, Jason. <laughs> true. True. Nowhere you can go but up, right? At that point. Yes, there's like my gas and lights are off, Jason. Right. If I'm losing you, I'm losing you. Like what do I, what else do I have to lose? At this point, I've had to ask my husband to fund this. I asked him to give me, you know, three months to pay the bills there. And I'm gonna hustle. In a way that I hadn't before. And that's what I did. So, yeah, we went up to, I think it was 149, something like that. Yeah, so I went from 39 to 149. Right. That may be even more than triple. Yeah. We're close to. Yeah, it was crazy. And, yeah, we did lose some people. We lost some people immediately. But you know what? About, I think, at that time, I think I had maybe 15, 16 clients. I think five or six stayed, though, mm. and paid the price. And that gave me the confidence, too, that my product was worth more. Right. That's true. It's... And Yeah, so I never looked back from there. I never looked back. From now, there. who was your target? Well, my still the same to this day. I target married women between the ages of 28, about that point, to 45. Is there a reason you target married women? Well, yeah, number one... <laughs> If anything that has to do with sex, my biblical convictions right. say, <laughs> I don't want you come to learn how to twerk <laughs> and go get she 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 right, right. strip club got block. And guess what? I am so outspoken about my faith that there are people who come and either they rock with it or they leave. Mm. Either way, I'm okay because I am so open about it. People kind of know what they're getting. So a lot of my customers are not married. But that's not who I target. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So it's my biblical personal convictions, number one, about my targeting. Um, but second of all, I think it is truly the married women who married woman who needs this. How many kids do you have, Jason? I have three. Three. Okay. Your wife's body now, and you better be very careful with this answer, Jason. 
<laughs> your wife's body now compared to three kids ago, there's been some changes in her body. Right. And women, some women are okay with that. Some women are very gracious. They understand, I gave life to three little humans. <laughs> right. Some stuff is changing around here. Some women struggle with that immensely. And it, it affects their intimate relations as well, right. okay, for some women, because they no longer feel good about their bodies. And so as a wife, that's one of our primary responsibilities, yes? And so when you don't feel good in that area and that is having an impact on your marriage, we need to solve that and we need to solve that quickly. I know that this helps women with their body image. And so for me, that is really what we're about. And there, unfortunately, there are also women who are very disconnected from their bodies because they maybe have had something very tragic happen, whether it be molestation, rape, abuse. And so they have this very negative relationship with their bodies. Mm. And there's some healing that happens in our space around that too. Right. So that woman is who I have in my mind whenever we create anything. But there are other women who come along for the ride and God has been gracious and showing because what people don't expect is they don't expect a gospel message when they're coming along the pole dance. So you, do you have a gospel message with? Oh my gosh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> we have scripture art all over the walls. Oh, okay, you know, gotcha. it's, it's it's real for me. It is it's so much of who I am that I can't be that not be that because I'm in a post. Right, right. It's who I am. It's who I am. And so it's very natural for me. And so, like I said, either some people rock with it, some people don't. But those who do, they will tell you, even those who aren't Christian, even those who aren't professing Christian, they like being in the environment because of the positive nature of it. But they know that the source of that, for me, is Christ. Right. And, And it doesn't make them feel dirty, I'm guessing. No, gosh, right, no. Right. Gosh, gosh, no. So that's good because I think, and not to go into a deep conversation about it right now, but there is mm-hmm. a missing aspect in, in the church as a whole about sex, you know, with married couples and, and things like that. So I really do appreciate, um, I mean, nothing, not saying anything about my marriage, but as a married man, I do appreciate that you're trying to, uh, create this space for married women, especially Christian women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it is not, and the women who come to our, our studio, it's not because things are horrible, right? but we can always get better. Right. That's what it is. about. That's what it's about. So that's that business. And then the second piece of it is I, because the Lord has granted me favor and success in that business. I now teach other women who are at the point of lights being cut off, gas being cut off, how am I going to meet payroll? How to take it to the next level. Right. That's where the consulting came in. So what kind of consulting do you do? Is it just, are you helping women get their businesses started, marketing plan, all that kind of stuff? I don't do that typically because that's not the stage of entrepreneur that I like to work okay. with, to be candid with you. I work with women who are in that two to five year window, which is the most volatile time for your business. That's typically who I work with. Now, I do have some little eBooks and stuff that I sell that gives people like a business primer, like a business 101 type thing. That's just some 
ancillary income that I have, but consulting wise, they're in that window of two to five years. Right. So they've already been in business for a while and, and they're trying to figure out how to make this work. Do those clients typically come from your, your main business? No, they do not. They do not. Um, because the industry that I'm in is a very small industry. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Okay. And if you've been around 10 years and you look like your lights are still on, people want to know how you're doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it went from people reaching out to me just through social media. Hey, sis, I got a question. You know, I saw this promo that you put up, blah, 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 blah. Who made your flyers? Or, you know, um, I saw you had this workshop. It sold out in 24 hours. How'd you market it? And initially, I was just giving that away for free. But just like it went from my living room <laughs> to I'm doing this for free, I quickly was like, how do I monetize my wisdom? Right. Yeah. So in that business, I always tell people I'm in the wisdom business <laughs> on that side of things. I give you the mistakes that I made, which is worth so much, yeah. so much. I'm giving you that freely, but I'm also giving you some strategies to help you along the way as well. So not don't just do this, but do this too. So, yeah, well, that's good. Cause I think, you know, especially like you said, in that two to five year period, a lot of people hit that plateau in that period. And that's when the struggle comes. And uh -huh. so having somebody there that can kind of help you work through that is really, really good. It is, it is, it is. And, and I make pretty good money with this. I'm like, it is a multiple six figure business. And so God has been gracious. God has been gracious. God has been faithful. And I work really hard. <laughs> I work really hard. And so those things I'm happy to share with women for a price. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. If people want it, I mean, come on. But uh, yep. so are you saying the, the bombshell movement studio, that's the six figure? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so for the side hustle boss... Um, mm -hmm. do you just charge, how do you charge for that? Cause the other one is, is a monthly membership, right? Oh yeah. They, we've got monthly memberships. We do parties. We've got like five different revenue streams that go into bombshell movement studio. Um, but side hustle boss, it's strictly per hour consultant, or you can have me on a retainer. Right. I've got a couple of clients who have me on retainer. And then I have a couple who just pay 75 bucks an hour to pick my brain, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I know. I, th I think one thing that I noticed right now is everybody claims that they're a consultant. Mm -hmm. In today's world, listening to, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and all the other business guys, everybody now is a consultant. Oh, yeah. And, but do they have receipts, Jason? Right. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're social media consultants. You know, that's yeah. their title. But, um, but it's really cool that you're able to take, especially like those lessons learned are some of the biggest things. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I like, I like doing this show is so you can share some of those things as charging too little. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's really cool that people are able to get some of that. And I know if they want some more, you know, they can hit you up and they already know the fee. <laughs> yeah. 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 They do. They do. I'm like, there are, and it, there's just rookie mistakes that are made that people, if you can avoid those, you've already, you're already out of the gate doing something that most people aren't doing. Right. And 
understanding your <laughs> profit and loss statement, how to read it, how to understand it, some basic things that go into that, you are 90% ahead of most folks who are running small businesses and really understanding. Because you know what? One thing about entrepreneurs that I found is that a lot of us are very ego-driven. Pride, the God hates it. Right, right. <laughs> and he hates it for a reason. Like, it's so damaging to so much. And people make a lot of business decisions from that place. So we always overestimate what we're going to bring in. Because you're great. You're you. Who are You pop your collar. <laughs> you know? Jay-Z then told you. DJ Khaled then told you. Secure the bag alert. Right. They told you that this is what it's going to be right. like. And so you go out there with this bravado, which we know as Christians is pride. And it destroys everything just from the start. So I always tell people, be humble. In my King, Kendrick Lamar voice, be <laughs> humble. Sit down. So Pray. Ask God for some strategy. Ask God, who can you help? Not how can I be helped? Who can I help? Right. Understand your numbers. Live by those numbers. <laughs> There's no lying in numbers. There's a strategy in numbers. You got to fall in love with numbers or you got to hire somebody who does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that you keep it going. So, yeah. So if you don't mind sharing, uh, just yeah. for a one-time fee-free, what are some of the, <laughs> <laughs> what are probably the three biggest mistakes or common mistakes that you might see in entrepreneurs that you talk to? Yeah, number one is that they have more confidence in themselves than they do in God. Wow. That's that's the biggest one. Um, that they are very, they believe they have all the answers. Um, they believe that they are creating the next Snapchat, the next Facebook, mm. you know, that they, we have a tendency to think higher of ourselves than we ought. Right. Ego is the first thing that I talk to people about always. And I tell people spite ain't no type of business plan. You know, don't think that you're going to outshine the studio that's down the street or you're going to shut down the McDonald's in your industry because your burgers are so great. You have to go into this humble. You have to go into this saying, I want to serve as many people possible. Right. If your attitude is I want to make as much money as possible, you've already lost. Congratulations. You just played yourself. It is not going to work that way because that's not the kingdom. The kingdom is service. Right. It doesn't work that way. And trust me, I'm hungry. I'm a hustler. I told you, six years old, <laughs> selling pictures of Bobby Brown at six. What What did I, why was I even listening to Bobby Brown at six? Because somebody even told me that. I need to ask my parents how I was able to do that. But um, the truth of it is, is that, so I enjoy making money. Money answer for all things. <laughs> I enjoy making money. However, I know that anytime that I take my focus off of who I'm serving, onto how much money I can make, it doesn't work right. work out well. So I start out with the ego. The second thing is you need to really have an understanding of what is your break-even point? How much money are you going to need to make just to break even? That's good. And, and with that being said, I often tell people what entrepreneurs don't want to hear, Jason. You need to keep your day job. Very, very God, good point. God did not tell you to quit your job, honey. I know God gave you this vision of kente cloth scarves that have <laughs> bells on the side 
and you know, God gave it to you in a dream. You saw the women with the kente cloths dancing around with them, and 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 the kente cloths were bowing down to you. I get it, but God did not tell you to quit your job. Yeah, and I just want to add God on to that. Serve a God of work. We serve a God of work. Right, and if a whole bunch of people tell you what's a good idea, money talks more. Absolutely. I think that's something else too. Somebody <laughs> says, I got this idea for this thing. Yeah, that's a great idea. But they're not putting their money into it. Absolutely not. So. Absolutely not. So that's the second thing I tell people is that you need to know your numbers. You need to know exactly how much you're going to need to break even. And you need to keep your day job. Right. Until that business is profitable. And so that means that you need to have your family on board. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to be working this together. You know, you need to have support because I didn't have that. I was sitting in a cold, dark studio because I didn't go to my husband. Because I was prideful. I was embarrassed, right? So I tell people that. That's the second thing I would tell them. You know, you need to know your numbers and you need to have a funding source for your business. Because I know those kente cloths that have the bells on the side. Everybody's going to rush out to buy them. But until that happens, sis, you need to keep paying your bills, Okay. So that's the second thing. I think people quit too fast and they don't know their numbers. Mm. Um, And the third thing I would say, too, is make sure that you have multiple income streams in the business that you have. So if you're going to be selling kente cloths, I need you already to be thinking about how you're going to be selling kente bracelets to match the the kente scarf that you're going to have. You need to have multiple lines of revenue. You cannot be a one-trick pony. It will not work out. It will not work out. Even if you look at the Gary V's of the world, sometimes, and I love Gary V, all of his swearing and stuff. (laughs) You know, but truth be told, I swear from time to time. Some things will make you get that animated about it. But Gary V, think about how many businesses this man has is really invested in. Some days you forget what his real business is because right now he's just selling his brand, Right. Right. But behind that, the calm little duck, those feet that are under there, he's got his, he's got so many streams of revenue, it's ridiculous. People look at Gary V and they see the hustle, 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 the conversation, but they don't see the strategy behind that. Yeah. And so for me, you got to have that strategy behind it. And people, people don't want to put in that type of work. People don't want to put in that type of work. And to be an entrepreneur, you got to be willing to put in the work. So that's what I would tell them. Yeah, that multiple streams of income. I know for some of the artists who listen to this, the music artists, you will hear from any other type of music artist who's doing it for a living or trying to. They are all talking about multiple streams of income. Makes sense. But it's true for any business at all. It has to be. That's a that's a foundational rule, right? So again, you prove my strategy. I'm going to use that in my next consulting pitch to somebody. <laughs> it doesn't matter the industry. You could be trying to sell albums. <laughs> yeah, it's you true. Have, you do. You got to have hats. You got to have touring. You got to have books. You got to have other things. Because here's the other thing too, Jason, is it makes you not so thirsty. Yeah. And it doesn't make you so desperate or volatile to your one thing. Exactly. Because this is where also, especially Christians get tripped up. So I'll add this fourth one for free. <laughs> is that 
we all think we can handle success, right? We all think that we were built for that. But a lot of times our character is nowhere near mm. where it needs to be to handle true success. So what I find out is I see Christians compromising in all kind of ways in business. Right. That you forget that they're even Christians because they've compromised so much to be successful in their business because the money becomes the God. Now, of course, they're not going to say that, but I can see it. I, you're no longer talking about you. Nobody even knows you're a Christian anymore. I've had Christians say to me, well, how do you feel when the atheist decides they no longer want to come back to your studio? Well, I feel sad that this person wasn't converted, right? I feel like, man, was my testimony weak, Lord? <laughs> what happened <laughs> that you chose not to use me in this situation to bring this person? That's the actually my first response. But then my second response is, but are you saying to me, you want me to dial back what I believe? The devil is a liar. Right. That ain't happening. So these are Christians who said to me, how do you feel about, because the industry I'm in, let me be, let me make no doubts about it. It is very lascivious. A lot of my peers ain't trying to hear nothing from Jesus. Right. They ain't trying to hear anything about Jesus. They are out here. It's the Corinthian church. <laughs> In, in the pole industry, like <laughs> it is, it's, it's like that, right? So here I come looking like I should be selling church dinners, talking about helping women in a real tangible way. And the only way we can do that is to introduce them to our savior. And they're not trying to hear that. But you know what I've seen, Jason? Because if you go on my personal um, Facebook page, my Sydney Seymour page, I've got a lot of pole people on my page. I just recently started adding um, social media friends, Christian friends to that page. Oh, okay. Just recently, probably like in the last two years. So these people, and um, I'm a Calvinist, so there's a group of thinking around <laughs> what should be said and how you should conduct yourself. If we got regulative principles of worship, you know we got problems with women on polls commenting <laughs> on your Jesus yeah. status, yeah. right? Yeah. OK, let's just be real. So these social media Calvinists who are now on my page, they see these girls and some men who are in the pole industry interacting on my religious posts. And I've been hit up in my inbox like, who's the woman in a bikini on the pole? <laughs> Somebody who I'm trying to get to know Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not compromised at all. And I've seen God use that. For people who weren't thinking about God. Because he's allowed me to be able to stand firm. So that's the last thing I would say. Is Christians, you need to be a Christian. Period. You need to be bold. People need to know. No, it doesn't have to be anointed hands, kente cloth right. in your name. Right. right? But you need to be authentic about your walk. And if you're authentic about your walk, you can't hide it. Right. Right. People are going to know that you're a Christ follower, but you better not compromise. You better not back down, because if you do, good luck with that. Congratulations. You just played yourself. <laughs> I would also say with that, I think it'd be good for people to have that accountability. And uh, especially if it's not your spouse, you have to find somebody that can hold you to it. Yeah, Lord. So. Yeah, Lord. This is not... 
no business is an island because right. <laughs> there's no Christian who's an island, right? right? We need accountability in the worst way. So I hope that's helpful to your listeners. I hope so. I'm sure it is. That multiple streams of income is, uh, I think that alone is really, really great advice when it comes to actually your business surviving financially. Yeah. Yeah. So. You don't want to just survive. You want to thrive. Right. And right. it's like, you gotta, you gotta be humble. <laughs> You got to know your numbers. You need multiple streams of income and you bet not compromise. That's the four major key points right now. There and she it just is. gave them to you for free. <laughs> for free. Now, if anybody, <laughs> if, if anybody needs any extra help, where can they hit you up at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I always say email me. That's the easiest way to do it. You can email me at Sydney at bombshellmovement.com. Um, also because it's a Christian show, I'll give, uh, <laughs> I don't want none of my brothers to fall. Let me give, uh, the, the website win without words. So W I N without words.com. They could go to that. I don't want, I don't want men, single men perusing my social media site. Gotcha. Okay? gotcha. <laughs> Be careful, man. That's right. That's right. Be careful. Stumbling blocks. I ain't about that. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you, Sydney, I appreciate you so much for sharing, you, for sharing your wisdom. And, uh, and I know there's some ladies that listen to the podcast and it's good to have somebody who is strong in their faith in an industry that isn't known as a Christian industry, which is really important because we need Christians in other places than just music yeah, Lord. or in ministry. Yeah, Lord. So it's awesome. I love what you do. And, uh, and I'm glad you were able to take some time out of your day to do this show. And Jason, I wish you tons of success with this. I think that we need more Christian voices in the business sphere, period. So thank you for creating a channel. Thank you for creating an opportunity for Christian business owners to get on here and speak. So may God bless you more. May you have some more peace in your life because of what <laughs> you're doing for the kingdom. So we appreciate that. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, and make sure y'all go hit her up. You know, email was Sydney at, bo at bombshell movement movement.com or win without words.com win without words. Uh-huh. It's based off of first Peter three, one and two. Gotcha. Women, we got to win without words <laughs> and I can help you with that. <laughs> All righty. Well, Sydney again, really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your wisdom and everything. And I'll tell you what, we didn't get into it, but when your book is ready, we got to get you back for that, okay? <laughs> I'd appreciate that, Jason. Thank you so much. Grace and peace, bro. All right. Thank you again, and uh, thank you for listening to this interview with Miss Sydney Seymour. All righty. That was the interview with Miss Sydney Seymour from Bombshell Movement Studios. Uh, Sydney, thanks again so much for doing the interview. Uh, one thing she didn't really get into a lot is she, she kind of does a lot of things. Like she has a lot of things other than just her consulting business and her her studio. And so she's super duper busy. And uh, and so she's living by what she's saying with the multiple streams of income. But yeah, all of those pointers that she shared are just like way, way super important. And again, you know, being, um, you know, don't have an overflated ego, you know, was one of the things that she said. Uh, make sure that you know your break-even point. Like you have to know, you know, what it takes for your business to survive financially. 
uh, have those multiple streams of income and, you know, be bold in your faith, in your business. Um, if that's the way you're going to be, be that. And, uh, and so I appreciate her sharing all of that. Again, you can check her out at Sydney at bombshowmovement.com. And, uh, if you, if you want to contact her and stuff. And so, you know, it was a great interview. I enjoyed it and I hope you did as well. And, uh, Sydney again, gracias so much. And, um, make sure you, uh, you check her out on, um, she's also on Twitter as well. Uh, bombshell Sydney. So you can hit her up on there, I'm sure. And, um, yeah. So let me know what you thought of the episode. Uh, it was fun for me to do. I enjoyed it. I had a good, uh, a good laugh. So, um, I hope y'all did as well and, and very, very valuable tips there. Uh, definitely trying to get more women on the show. So anybody out there, if you know, uh, a lady who has her own business, uh, is an entrepreneur, uh, getting started, please let me know because I want to get some more ladies here on the show to represent. And it's kind of fitting because, uh, you know, Wonder Woman just released, uh, this kind of off topic, great movie, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's another thing I really want to dive into more is trying to figure out how we can get more Christian ladies into the whole, uh, business entrepreneurial, uh, kind of field. So anyway, uh, that's that. I appreciate it. And again, make sure you're checking out uh, Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com. Uh, he's got a lot of th- great things coming out as well. He's been kind of teasing some athletic apparel on uh, on his Instagram and his Facebook and stuff. So make sure you're checking him out. Stay tuned for that. As soon as a pair of those shorts drop, I'm definitely getting like two pair. And uh, so make sure you, you know, you're, you're getting what you need. He's also got stuff for the winter, summer, everything. And, and hats. So I'm a hat guy. So, you know, I love hats and, um, yeah, truestrengthapparel.com and also check out, uh, wpstan.com. Mr. WordPress Stan, uh, he, he can help you get a web a website up and going using the WordPress. And, uh, and there's so many things that are involved in creating a website. And so you don't want to make the tiniest mistakes that'll, you know, kind of, kind of mark you or give you kind of, you know, like a, a bad marking on Google for, uh, SEO and stuff. And so, you know, make sure, uh, you know, you're putting as much originality into it and, uh, you can hit Mr. WordPress stand up and he can help you in that aspect. So WPstand.com. If you want to support the show, I don't ask this a whole lot, but you can head over to businesswithbordeaux.com. Um, I've upgraded the site a little bit. There's, there's some more, uh, re, uh, changing things on the homepage there, as well as my blogs are up there. Uh, the podcast episodes can be found there as well. And so, but if you want to support the show, you can go to the, uh, there's a support tab or you can just contact me and I'll let you know. And you know, it's, it's really appreciated. Uh, I'll shout out your show here on the show, or not your show. I'll shout out your business here on the show. And so, yeah, um, I appreciate all you who listen to the show, who share it again, please let me know how the show is doing. Let me know what your favorite episodes are so I can, you know, listen to it and figure out what it is about that, that really hit home for you. And yeah, uh, that's pretty much it this week. Uh, I do appreciate all of you listening, give me your time and hopefully your summer is getting started off. Well, a lot of people are getting out of school right now. So, you know, if you have any kids that you're, uh, that are wanting to get into business, share the show with them. <laughs> Uh, you know, this episode, you know, I don't know. You may want to let your daughters listen to it or not, but, um, but it's, it's really good to have a bombshell Sydney here to kind of share, um, what it was like getting her business up and going. So anyway, thanks again for listening to the show and we will see you back next week. Thanks and God bless.